0: And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is November 4th, 2022. And uh, every story we have today, Elon Musk. The termination emails have been sent out. Half of the company has been fired. The curation team and moderation team severely impacted with one completely wiped out. Everybody's losing their minds. And Elon Musk has shut down Twitter over the weekend. It's crazy. The midterms are coming up. And we actually have the emails that got released. This should be really interesting. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. This is it, the actual purge. Elon Musk bars Twitter employees from the company's offices in the run up to layoffs unless staff are working on one of his critical projects. He cut people off from their emails, from their slacks, from their computers, from whatever. At least that's what we're hearing across the board. They can't go in the building. He put out an email saying, if you're in the building, leave the building. You're going to get an email tomorrow letting you know if you still have a job. In response to the announcement that Elon Musk would terminate up to half the staff and was barring people from the building, ladies and gentlemen, Twitter is being uh, sued for mass layoffs by Musk without enough notice. I'm going to call shenanigans on this lawsuit. It's something called the WARN Act, I guess. And if you're doing a mass layoff, you have to give people at least two months notice. But Elon Musk kicking you out of the building and saying don't come back doesn't mean you were fired right away. He says he's going to tell you what your role is. And so for many of these people, they may be told you get 60 days severance, which probably would satisfy the warning. Or he can say, I'm not firing you. You'll just not be allowed in the building. And then 60 days from now, you won't have a job. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, are they really angry. And it's, it's picking up. General Mills, Audi, and Pfizer join growing list of companies pausing Twitter ads. So again, I know over the past few days, I've been trying to hold uh, Elon Musk's feet to the flames, make sure he's doing right. This is not necessarily a net, well, I was going to say it's not a net positive. It is a net positive because even if in the end, Twitter just implodes, I think it would be kind of funny. Because it's a garbage platform. And I love how these journalists are coming out and they're going, I never actually cared about the blue check mark. Matthew Iglesias writes journalists don't think blue check marks are status symbols. Bro, there was a whole press cycle when journalists were like, verification badges are status symbols. It is an endorsement by Twitter. Sure. Well, they're all just saying this now because they're scared of what's to come. There's one statement that was just put I got the tweet from Andy No actually I guess I don't have the tweet from Andy No I thought I did where this uh, employee is saying that uh, you know Elon Musk is bringing a brand of conservatism to Twitter and he's a former tweep and blah 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 All right. Let's read the news, but ladies and gentlemen, before we do, head over to losingmymind.com or click the link in the description below and check out the latest song from Timcast Music. Timcast genocide, losing my mind. Ah, Yes, we have uh, we we prominently include, I will say that, many high profile individuals who we will describe as legally distinct from guests. Um, We're mostly just criticizing the establishment, the media and mocking these people who are concocting all the lies they use to control your minds. So check out the new song. You can buy it. Go to LosingMyMind.com. Support our work. The song's overtly political, meant to directly dig at the establishment machine, the lies, the manipulation, the narratives, and the death that people are marching towards because they aren't paying attention. And if I could, if, if, we, if, if any of us could see people who, who were about to do something damaging themselves, we would tell them. We would let them know, like, hey, man, these people are lying to you. And that's what most of us do every single day. So check out the song. Go to LosingMyMind.com or just uh, search TimCast Music Genocide. Watch the music video. I think you're going get to a, get a kick out of it. There's a whole bunch of jokes, commentary, and, and hidden things in there. And we, we kept it vague and subtle for you. But again, LosingMyMind.com. Here's the story from Business Insider. Elon Musk bars Twitter employees from the company's offices in the run-up to layoffs unless staff are working on one of his critical projects. Here we go. On Thursday evening, Twitter employees received their first communication from the company since Musk took over. It was an unsigned note from a company email address confirming that there would be layoffs on Friday and people would be informed by email in the morning, as Insider reported. Those who received an email to their personal inboxes were being let go. Those who did not receive such an email were being kept on to continue. Okay, okay. I think we have the email right here, right? Let's read it. Team. In an effort to place Twitter on a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce on Friday. We recognize that this will impact a number of individuals who have made valuable contributions to Twitter. But this action is is unfortunately necessary to ensure the company's success moving forward. Given the possible, I'm sorry, given the nature of our distributed workforce and our desire to inform impacted individuals as quickly as possible. Communications for this process will take place via email by 9 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, November 4th. Everyone will receive an individual email with the subject line, Your Role at Twitter. Please check your email, including your spam folder. Oh, man, it's like Christmas morning. If your employment is not impacted, you will receive a notification via your Twitter email. If your employment is impacted, you'll receive a notification with Next Steps via your personal email. If you do not receive an email from Twitter HR by 5 p.m. Pacific time on, uh, on Friday, November 4th, please email peoplequestions at twitter.com. To help ensure the safety of each employee, as well as Twitter systems and customer data, our offices will be temporarily closed and all badge access will be suspended. If you are in an office or on your way to an office, please return home. We acknowledge this is an incredibly challenging experience to go through, whether or not you are impacted. Thank you for continuing to adhere to Twitter policies that prohibit you from discussing confidential company information on social media with the press or elsewhere. I love that line in the email because I'm reading the email. It's a, it's perfectly ironic. We are grateful for your contributions to Twitter and for your patience as we move through this process. And there it is. Elon, in I don't know what that costume is, but he's yeah, he's yelling, and then there you go. He's fired them all. No nonsense, Twitter boss. Elon Musk locks all offices. Furious workers reveal they've been remotely logged out of work laptops and removed from Slack as they sue over lack of notice. <laughs> okay. I want to show. Here's a photo they have of Esther Crawford. I'm actually really impressed. She she tweeted like, hey, we're going to get this job done. She's sleeping in the office. I don't like it that people sleep in the office, but I really do respect it. And I I, I wonder if Elon's going to keep her. I mean, look, maybe she's somebody who uh, uh, would have been fired otherwise, but she decided to sleep at work. Elon. I mean, that's impressive. You know, that's that's all I can say, right? Oh, Twitter HQ. Simon Balmain breaking news. Here's what he said on Twitter. Looks like I'm unemployed, y'all. Just got remotely logged out of my work laptop and removed from Slack. One team forever. Loved you all so much. You you did love them. You don't love them anymore. So sad it had to end this way. Uh, look, I think there's a lot of good people at Twitter. That's that that's true. We, we can complain all day and night about the woke insanity. But, you know, there's going to be some good people, people who probably listen to this show and other shows. So it is it is a bummer. You know, if you're a good, if you're one of the good guys and you're trying really hard to change it from within, uh, I'm I'm sad, you know, this is is what's happening. But I think a lot of these people are probably just woke Silicon Valley types. For those that aren't familiar, Slack is a private communication system. So a lot of businesses use it so that employees can talk to each other. Kushal Dave says, honestly, happy to be laid off. But the veil of Elon Musk is pierced as messy as Twitter was pre-Elon. It's a veritable clown town of politics and toadyism and psychological abuse now. Afraid to get in my Tesla with what I learned this week. (laughs) Oh, come on, dude. Your your executives were working with the Department of Homeland Security to police information they didn't like, but now it's all so bad. I look at Elon Musk taking this over and it's like, a big heaping pile of garbage with a bunch of leftists standing around it. And then Elon Musk bought it off them. Bravo, everybody. I love it. One Twitter employee shared a selfie of her and two other colleagues in an elevator, which she wrote was at Twitter's New York City offices. Last teary-eyed Twitter NYC elevator selfie, she wrote, the employee named Renna also posted that she had been logged out of Twitter Slack channels and her email. Now, look. That I don't know the politics of some of these people. You know, Elon Musk comes in and he's like, no more work from home. People We're going to fix this thing. We got to fire a bunch of these redundant employees. And I see a photo of this Esther Crawford sleeping on the floor and she's tweeting. We're going to get this job done excited with a smile on her face. Well, her Twitter profile had a smile on her face. And I'm like, here's somebody who really wants to keep their job. I respect it. I would encourage employees not to sleep at the office, but, you know, I respect it. fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply i don't know maybe she's crazy woke probably i think she she works out in new york there are probably some people that are redeemable elon musk may be able to actually i mean he's keeping half the employees I hope he's keeping the employees that are the good people that really want to make the platform better. And I hope he's getting rid of the woke lunatics. Seems like he is. Chris Yoni. He says, well, this isn't looking promising. Can't log into emails. Mac won't turn on. But so grateful this is happening at 3 a.m. Really appreciate the thoughtfulness of the timing front, guys. Meanwhile, to everyone else at Twitter, you're the best. Let me explain. You get it. You know exactly why he's doing this. You know exactly why at 3 a.m. their computers stopped working. Sabotage. Elon Musk is concerned someone's going to go in and destroy the system. And then what can he do? I mean, seriously, what could if someone plants a bug or something and they may have already done it, gone into internal code, he had his guys reviewing it. It's a dangerous time for such a big company. And these people are ideologically driven. They absolutely, I'm not saying Chris, I'm saying there's going to be somebody there out of the 7,000 employees who's like, you know, Elon Musk, and they're going to go in and do something, set a scheduled post, who knows, delete some accounts, delete the president. Hey, it happened before. So Elon, at three in the morning when most people are sleeping, disabled their computers remotely, took away their email and their Slack, and they can't do anything now. I got to be honest, though. If I worked for a company and the ownership changed like this, I'd have I'd have archived like every communication and every email just, you know, letting you guys know that's what I would do. But we'll see, man. We'll see what happens, because I think even with these security measures, I don't I think even with the security measures, people are still finding a way to sabotage because, look, some of these people, he locks them out. Somebody has the ability to get in like somebody locked him out. Right. It probably wasn't Elon. In an email, staff were told to return home. We saw that one. And now the class action lawsuit, which I think is bunk. But let's read. They say from Bloomberg, Twitter Inc. was sued over Elon Musk's plan to eliminate about 3,700 jobs at the social media platform, which workers say the company is doing without enough notice in violation of federal and California law. Really? A class action lawsuit was filed Thursday in San Francisco federal court. Twitter intends to start cutting staff on Friday, the company said in an email to employees. The Federal Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act restricts large companies from mounting mass layoffs without at least 60 days of advance notice. Now, I'm going to call shenanigans on that because it's kind of insane. Yo, if I have a company and like I have no money and I can't pay you, then uh, what are you going to do about it? Oh, I have to give you 60 days advance notice. We have no money. Good luck. It's against the law to not have money. Sorry, I don't buy it. But okay, assuming the company does have the money, could pay it, perhaps. Elon Musk announcing he's laying people off doesn't mean they will be laid off today. If he wants to be in compliance, he can be like, yo, literally, we're giving you notice. This is the email you're getting. We said you'd get an email. We didn't say you couldn't ever come back. We didn't say he didn't say much of anything. Shut everything down. Who knows what the email will say? The email may say that you are going to stay on at at, uh, at Twitter for 60 days and, uh, and or you can quit, but you won't be allowed back in the building. There's your notice. They'll say you have a new special role. It is, you know, Twitter liaison. Go on Twitter and complain about what happened. Twitter didn't immediately respond for a request for comment. The lawsuit asks the court to issue an order requiring Twitter to obey the Warn Act and restricting the company from soliciting employees to sign documents that could give up their right to participate in litigation. That's insane. You can't do that. We filed this lawsuit tonight in an attempt to make sure that employees are aware they should not sign away their rights and that they have an avenue for pursuing their rights. Shannon Liz Riordan, the attorney who filed Thursday's complaint, said in an interview, no, 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 look, I I respect that people are trying to sue. Like, I get it. I get it, right? Right. It's it's press worthy. It'll generate a lot of attention. Good. But Elon Musk is going to come out and be like, in 60 days, you'll be fired. Have a nice day. Yeah, he's going to have to pay severance, I guess. Liz Riordan sued Tesla Inc. over similar claims in June when the electric car maker headed by Musk laid off about 10% of its workforce. Tesla won a ruling from a federal judge in Austin, forcing the workers in that case to pursue their claims in closed door arbitration instead of an open court. Musk described the Tesla lawsuit as trivial. During a discussion with Bloomberg editor in chief John Micklethwait at the Cutter Economic Forum in June, quote, we will now see if he's going to continue to thumb his nose at the laws of this country that protect employees, Liss Riordan said of Musk. It appears that he's repeating the same playbook of what he did at Tesla. Okay, say what you want, do what you want. I think it's silly, but they're coming after him, man. Take a look at this. This is the this is the big hit. General Mills, Audi, and Pfizer join growing list of companies pausing Twitter ads. Advertisers are concerned about a flurry of executive departures at Twitter and new owner Elon Musk's plans for content moderation. You know what? I actually think it's fair. I really do. I run a business. I'm concerned about what would happen at a company if, like, imagine, imagine I was advertising on Google, and we do, we we've done Google ads. Imagine I'm doing that, and then uh, they announce that the whole company was being sold to like the ADL or some woke grievance organization. I'd immediately stop. I'd be like, okay. And to be fair, I shut off my Twitter blue. I had Twitter blue because it gave you access to articles with no paywall. And so I'm on Twitter. I could just see everything. It didn't work. So Whatever. But when Elon Musk announced that he was going to be working or that he was talking with these grievance institutions, I said, nope, shutting it down. You want my $8? Dude, I'll pay it. No problem. I don't care. I, I, like, I like Twitter. Come on. We all complain about Twitter, but there's a certain element that we do like from it. Otherwise, we wouldn't use it. I wouldn't be. It's, it's addictive. So if it collapsed entirely, I wouldn't cry about it. But I'm on Twitter mainly because I have a feed of journalists and news personalities and news organizations I follow to see what's going on. It's helpful. The political conversation, it's pretty bad. But uh, I don't blame these companies. I don't like these companies. You know, Audi, they're not so bad. General Mills, I think they sell people bowls of sugar, and I'm not a fan of that. Pfizer, (laughs) hey, check out the new song, Genocide, Losing My Mind. Click the link in the description below. If you're wondering my thoughts about um, related institutions, anyway, they're they're, they're pausing their ads, and I get it. They don't know what Elon's going to do, and they don't want their ads to appear next to things they may not like. So they're going to want to see what happens with the new leadership. That being said, Elon Musk may be looking at a major shortfall in terms of cash. Twitter was already losing a ton of money. Now they're losing more. If Twitter is losing money, he may have to lay off half the staff to cover costs. So the Warren Act, Twitter, why are you firing people? And Elon's going to be like, we don't have any money. Uh, we, we lost our advertisers and uh, we have no money. So these people, they can work here all they want, I guess, ain't going to get a penny from me. I think there's money. You know, I I do have a question about that, to be honest. If Twitter's losing billions or whatever, hundreds of millions per year, how do they exist? A serious question. I don't get it. They got 7,500 employees. They don't make money. They just lose money. So where does that money come from? Something doesn't make sense, I guess. Unless they make money, they made money from going public and they're just slowly losing it. I don't know. They're burning through investor cash, I guess. Who's paying for it? When, when do they think they'll become profitable? It's weird because they lose a lot of money. General Mills, Mandela's International, Pfizer, Volkswagen, Audi are among a growing list of brands that have temporarily paused their ads. And they temporarily paused their ads. Come on, those ads are coming back. I got to be honest, you guys. When we released, uh, actually, I, I, I did an ad push for Will of the People, the first song. We put this one out uh, in November, November 3rd, just about two years ago. I did a big ad buy on Twitter, and it was insanely successful. I was shocked because everybody, everybody says Twitter doesn't drive traffic. And when we look at our website analytics, it really doesn't. But I ran an ad for Will of the People, and yo, no joke, excellent return on that, on that ad. So I think people need to understand. Twitter's not a worthless platform. Elon probably knows this. Having these these, these these companies pause their ads, it is a problem. Elon says Twitter can't be reliant on advertisers, and he's right. Switching to a subscription model is probably a good idea. It'll still be free for most people. You want to have the, 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 the verified suite of tools? You now can. Verification was always supposed to be literally just that. People knew who you were. Now, people, these woke leftists, these li- these journalists who are crying because they're losing their status symbol, they're saying like, no, you know, boogie boogie guy 5362 is gonna have a verification badge, uh huh, and Twitter is going to verify he's a real person. Your point? I'm totally down for it. They said uh, they're gonna add like a, a a tag for public figures under their name, so you'll still you'll still have your special little status symbol. Oh wait a minute. The low-tier journalists who have like a 1,000 followers by God verified, they're not going to be public figures. Sorry. That's probably what they're complaining about. You know, there's a tweet from Matthew Iglesias, formerly of Vox. He co-founded it. He said, they they did this verification thing for these reasons, and journalists really don't look at it like a status symbol. Yo, they tweet that they do. They literally tweet about it. There are journalists who tweet things like, I'm verified with 10,000 followers. Don't screw with me. I'm not kidding. Be like I I I was on a date and I told I was verified on Twitter, okay, dude. Let's be real. I was talking to I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Fresh and Fit. Somebody was talking about how when you're verified on Instagram, you get dates. Yeah, if you're a dude and you have an inst- if you have a verification, then it's a status symbol. Everybody knows it is, and it shouldn't be. It should literally just be like I'm who I say I am. Good enough for me. You know I don't derive self worth from having a little check mark next to my name, that a machine run by billionaires has confirmed that I'm valuable. I got 1.3, 1.4 million followers. Hey, how about that? But you know what? To be honest, I, I appreciate y'all follow me. I don't even know why. I just people do, I guess. I tweet silly things. Uh, we put out a press release. You might want to read it. We put out a press release with the new song this morning, and I'm pretty sure the journalists that we send it to are just going to respond back with an FU2. Because the press release is actually just a middle thing. Look, the song is criticizing the, the national media and establishment. Sending an email uh, to all of these journalists, telling them exactly what we think about them. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not going to help generate press. Or maybe it actually will. Maybe they'll, they, they will see it and then they'll start writing hate articles and then we'll get attention for it. So sure, you'd love to see it, I guess. Anyway, look, the employees, they're getting the ax. That's the reality. Warn act lawsuit or otherwise. We'll see how this plays out. I'm sure it's going to de- the story's going to develop a whole lot because for many of you by the time you watch this the layoffs may have already happened. So I'm recording this early. We will see. Before we go, make sure you go to losingmymind.com or click the link in the description below and check out the latest music video that we have released. I think you will all enjoy it. Is even if you don't like the music, you'll probably like how we're making fun of these journalists. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. And it is done. Elon Musk fires Twitter employees worldwide. Public policy staff and content moderators are among those who have been sacked. Let me tell you a story, my friends. Twitter's uh, content moderator curation, whatever team you want to you want to call it, once featured a fake story about me, totally fake, fabricated, made up story, and they put it on Twitter, and people were actually questioning, like, "What is this? This is like clearly not a real story." It's because the problems at Twitter were the employees at Twitter, and Elon Musk has just fired them. Well, I got bad news for you, Elon. He's tweeting out the sad reality. Twitter has had a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers, even though nothing has changed with content moderation. And we did everything we could to appease the activists. Extremely messed up. They're trying to destroy free speech in America. Trying. They actively were for like 10 years. So you know what? Well, all right. I don't know what Elon's going to do. He's trying to pander to the woke left, and now he's learning the hard way. It ain't going to work. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe now Elon's going to be like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. How about that? Get out. If they're going to take the money from him, no matter what he does, he has no reason whatsoever to give you anything. The end result. Oh, I think it's going to be quite funny. If Elon Musk tried negotiating and you say no, then so be it. Then he'll just nuke you. You know, I tell people there's that story uh, about that, that uh, YouTube fella, Joey Salads. He made a really awful video where he hired black men to smash up a car that had Trump stickers and stuff on it, merchandise in it. And he faked it. He faked it. And a lot of people were, were angry. They called him racist. And I, I was really mad at him, too. And I said, you're, you're fake news, man. I can't stand this stuff. And then I realized if you attack him his, and, and he's trying to apologize, the only direction he can go is in the wrong direction. If you don't allow people to change, if you don't give them that chance, they will just do the bad thing. Now, of course, some people will just do the bad thing no matter what. But you give them an opportunity, right? So I said, you know, what? I, I apologize to Joey and we're friends now. And I was like, uh, you know, do the right thing. Just don't let us down. Don't Don't be that guy. Be the good guy. And he, he changed his tune. He, does, he, he, he doesn't do that stuff anymore. That's the point. So Elon Musk, he goes to the woke left and says, okay, I'm going to work with you guys. I'm going to give you you know a lot of what you're asking for. And they say, we don't care. The only direction Elon Musk can go now nuking them. So it's going to get interesting. Before we get started, my friends, I have huge news. Head over to losingmymind.com and watch the latest music video we just released. It's called Genocide, Losing My Mind. And it's got a whole bunch of um, individuals in it that I will define as legally distinct from features or guests. But uh, you know them, you love them. uh, You will see in the video. Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, Taylor Lorenz. The video is a critique of the establishment. Genocide is a reference to um, things that are happening. I'll put it that way. You might want to take a look at it. It's basically mocking a news report. But uh, I'm really proud of this one. I think it's really funny. And uh, it's a lot more fun than the last song. And it's overtly political. So please check it out at losingmymind.com. You can buy the song on iTunes. In two hours after we released the song, we were number Eight. <laughs> I was going to say number two. two hours. We were number eight on iTunes and we didn't even shout out iTunes. So it's looking like this song is going to do way better than the first one. Considering it's political, you guys are really going to like it. Well, if you don't like the song, you, you'll probably like the video because we're making fun of the fake news. Anyway, losingmymind.com link in the description below. Here's the story from Politico. They say, Scores of Twitter employees, including some involved in the company's public policy and content moderation activities, were fired on Friday as Elon Musk reimagines the social network. In heartfelt tweets, many using the hashtag #LoveWhereYouWork where you work and one team employees took to social media to let others know they've been let go. You see, my friends, earlier this morning, my, my other segment was talking about the pending layoffs. But, you know, it's 9 a.m. Pacific time. I'm on Eastern time. Well, the news just dropped. Shortly before recording this, the news came out. The madman did it. He has nuked the Twitter employees. Many who have lost their jobs so far were barred from accessing company logins for Twitter online. This we know. Others posted failed efforts to log into their Twitter email address. Ha 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 ha. To replace some of the reported 4000 people have so far lost their jobs. Twitter's new boss has brought in some engineers from Tesla and some investors and friends of his. This is interesting. It is interesting. They've got a plan. I will tell you this. They do have a plan. Elon Musk did not enter this without a plan there. What, what, what the left is saying is there's this funny meme exchange between Elon Musk and Stephen King. And they're like, in case you're wondering if Elon Musk planned this, he's haggling with blue with blue check verified users over the price of Twitter blue. No, I went to Austin a couple months ago, several months ago. And I met with a bunch of big tech investors and moneyed individuals. They know what they're doing. I'm not going to pretend like they're playing 4D chess or anything, but they, they know what they're engaging with. And I'll give you an example. When Elon Musk says they saw a massive drop in revenue because activist groups, groups are trying to end free speech, I want, I, want, I want you to see. He wrote, extremely messed up. They're trying to destroy free speech in America. When I read that, I'm like, Elon planned this. I really do believe he planned this. So we criticize him for trying to appease these woke groups. Many people pointed out he's probably playing 4D chess. It's funny because you just call it 3D chess. You know, 4D, you need to get into time travel. But anyway, my point is, many people suggested that Elon Musk went to these groups so that it would look like, you know, he's playing ball. He's doing everything right. Content moderation hasn't changed, but he's proving a point. He's he's. He's backed him into a corner. He's proving that even though he's doing what they want, it's not enough. And now it's for everyone to see. Colin Wright responded Left wing activists will do everything they can now to make Twitter associated with far right extremism, white supremacy, and mis and disinformation in order to fabricate an emergency to justify government intervention. This must be vehemently opposed. Don't try to appease the activists. It's not that they don't like the food. They don't like the server. Nothing you do will satisfy them. Nothing. Now, I don't know if Elon is playing 4D chess or 3D chess or 5D or whatever you want to call it. He also tweeted out on November 2nd, advertisers should support a poll, freedom of speech or political correctness, and freedom of speech won out with 2.75 million votes. So here's my uh, response to these advertisers that are pulling out. Boycott them. General Mills, Audi, Pfizer, boycott them. Send them emails saying outright, your actions in suspending ads on Twitter are overtly political. And if you want to play those games, we will not give you money. You know, I hate to be the one to call for boycotts. Because in the past, I've been like, I'm not all about that. But you start to realize, unless you get organized, unless you stand up and say, enough, they'll keep doing it. This is it. Woke activists are spamming these these organizations saying Elon's a fascist or whatever. And so the organizations are getting scared and they're bowing out. You know what? Make them feel it. You want to pull your ads? That is an advertisement tenfold. There's this guy I know. And he's uh, very famous. He told me a story about how he got a phone call from a company. And I'll keep the details vague. And they told him that uh, they were going to be pulling their services. And he said to them, whatever it costs for you to provide me this service, I will cost you tenfold in bad press. And they said, "Um, uh, please hold. A few minutes later, they came back and said, we're so sorry about that. That was a mix up. We're not severing services. It was an amazing story. Now, I don't know about all that. That sounds pretty creepy to me to be completely honest, but it sounds powerful. I can only say this. What I personally think people should do is if these big companies want to ditch Twitter, despite the fact nothing changed and Elon is proving it, the content moderation is still there, that hate speech is still censored, nothing changed, and now they're pulling out, you know they're only doing it because of politics. No, no, no. I said earlier, I get it. A lot of these companies, are there's a change happening. We're pausing it. We don't know what's going on but it's because the activists are hitting them up. It's because the far left and the media are lying. From the New York Post, Musk did not elaborate on whether he viewed certain activist groups as responsible for the sudden revenue plunge. But the new Twitter owner has faced a mountain of criticism in recent days from groups and activists who fear his emphasis on free speech will embolden extremist voices. Sure. Earlier this week, a group of more than 40 civil rights and activist groups urged Twitter's top 20 advertisers to withhold their advertising dollars unless Musk agreed to uphold content moderation standards and crackdown on hate speech. The open letter signatories included Media Matters, GLAD, the NAACP, among dozens of others. Well, here's the issue, you guys. You done messed up. Elon Musk was meeting with many groups, grievance organizations. The advertisers pulled their ads And Elon didn't do anything. So why would he now do anything? To put it simply, if Elon says, "Okay, fine, we'll keep these rules in place and then you pull your ads anyway, what do you think Elon Musk is going to do? It says the Post reported major advertising firms have prepped backup plans to move their budgets to other platforms due to concerns about Musk's ownership of Twitter. Interpublic Group, a big four advertising firm, recommended that its clients pause spending on Twitter due to the uncertain outlook. Sure. I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing right now. I certainly won't be spending anything on Twitter Blue, but uh, we got a new song out. It's called Genocide, Losing My Mind. It's got a bunch of uh, fancy individuals. We mock in it. We make them sing for us, basically. We turned the puppets into puppets. That was a great comment someone said. They said, "Good job turning the puppets into puppets." Basically, we have these prominent media personalities singing the song for us as a direct criticism of them. I'm going to buy some ads on Twitter. I am going to. Uh, uh, I'm going to. I'm going a, a, a to post a clip. And I'm going to post a clip. I'm going to promote it. And I'm like, "Hey, go watch. Go watch the new music video." I'm going to. I'm going to advertise on Twitter. You know why? Because Elon Musk calling this out is a sign of good faith. I, I want to spend money where I think that money is well spent. Elon Musk coming out and saying activists are trying to destroy free speech, even though he tried to appease them. That's good. That's enough for me to say, OK, I will I will promote a post because, to be honest, I was surprised to find Twitter advertising really worked out. When we promoted uh, Will of the People, we got like 3 million hits for not that much. It was like one of the best ad spends that uh, I've done on social media. And, and, I, and I and I literally mean that. I, I do. I, I mean that sincerely. We've done uh, big ad buys only recently on uh, Facebook and Google. And I've rarely done it on Twitter. But I put the video up on Twitter and I promoted it. And I think we got like two or three million hits, something like that. And I was just really surprised, which translated directly into major uh, hits on other platforms and sales. We ended up hitting number 17 in digital sales for a song that was like a year and a half old. So I I dig it. I do. If these companies are willing to sacrifice their, their advertising on a platform that actually has that actually the advertising works, it's political. Political organizations hit them up and said, do as you're told or else. And they said, "Okay, all right. Well, if that's the case, Elon, free the political prisoners, and I will sign up for a couple hundred bucks a month for a suite of tools. If you restore free speech and allow people on the platform, I got your back. Now, I I know, look, man, me saying I give you a couple hundred bucks, it ain't a lot. What we need is the hundreds of millions to agree to subscribe to a platform to get rid of bots and spam and other garbage. What Elon Musk is doing, you need to understand, is it's fifth generational warfare. I'll tell you why. You want to know why they're coming so hard after Elon? On Twitter, there are bots and spam accounts operated by political and governmental actors. This system to charge eight bucks a month is going to seriously damage the U.S. government's ability to manipulate speech with sock puppet accounts. There it is. Already we've heard around a million people have dropped the platform and about like five hundred or so thousand were banned. I bet they were bots. We've seen the reporting ten years ago that the US government was producing what's called sock puppets. They're fake social media accounts that look like real people. So what happens is you'll tweet something like, I just think we shouldn't be at war in Ukraine. And then instantly 50 accounts are just saying, like, you're a Putin apologist. What's wrong with you, dude? I really love your work, but this is too much. The concern trolling. I love it. Hey, man, I'm a big fan, but I think you're wrong on this one. You got to hear me out. Turns out it's one guy running a bunch of different accounts, and they do it to manipulate public opinion. Elon's move with the $8 Twitter blue check is going to eliminate, to a great degree, their ability to do that. So I support it. But I'm not going to give that eight bucks, Elon, until you free the political prisoners. That one's big. I also think you should fire Yoel Roth, but, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't think Elon is a stupid man. I think there are very smart individuals worth lots of money who have plans. The problem I see with these individuals is that they think technology will solve all their problems. Sorry, guys. It's cultural. It really is. It's a combination. Don't get me wrong. One of the reasons why we started putting out music, we've now done, uh, it's been two months. Uh, actually, no, it's been, It's been uh, what was it, end of September? So just over, is it really just over a month? No, it was longer than that, wasn't it? Was it August? I don't remember. Maybe it was September. I should check. But uh, we, we put out a new song, and we're going to put out a song every four to six weeks. We're just going to keep making more stuff. And the goal is twofold. Produce culture make good stuff, inspire people to join us, have fun, be funny and laugh. Be a little edgy, make fun of the machine. The first song we put out was not political on purpose. Second, second song we put out right before the midterm election, intentionally political. Taking the technology will not be enough. These organizations like Media Matters, Glad, they have, they have cultural power. They call up the advertisers. The advertisers say, okay, I'll tell you what, we need to wield the power of culture all the same so that when this happens, we too can call up the advertisers and say, don't cross us. You want to you play politics? So be it. We will cancel our purchases all the same. So they say, if we keep advertising on this platform, we're going to lose a bunch of customers. But They're not convinced you will actually stop buying. They are convinced the left will, and they want their money. Make them choose. Who do you want? Do you want the broke hippie weirdos? Or do you want the working class? Let's make them feel it. You want to pull your ads? Fine, we won't buy your products. Stop giving your money to people who hate you. Now, I'll also add this. One of the reasons... I don't tell everybody for every company, every product, to just stop spending. This one's a little bit different. Like I say, like, look, I get it if you have Netflix. Come on, man. It would be better if you got rid of Netflix and signed up for The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire doesn't have as many movies or shows as Netflix does. It'd be better if you signed up for TimCast.com. But we have like three shows. We're trying to make more. I'm going to keep working. When you guys support our work, you buy our song. Go to losingmymind.com. Buy it on iTunes. We're, we're, We're jumping up in the rankings. When you guys support us, we are working on making better cultural content. This music video is just one thing. But that's what I'm seeing here. Now, I will say this to you, Elon, good sir. The left uses Twitter to organize these things. You get them off the platform. They will be unable to mount a boycott. Let's restore free speech, free expression. And when you do, what will you see? I'd like to take you back in time to the, the, the first great meme war. This was uh, 2015, 2016. The Internet was shifting right wing. Memes were coming from the Donald on Reddit and 4chan. There was, a, there was a study done by MIT Technology Review, and they said this is where it's coming from. These two places, 4chan, The Donald, The Donald is now called Patriots.Win. They are not the mass producers of memes they once were, but they do some. You restore free speech, humor, and meritocracy, and you will see the best ideas rise to the top. And that means we will see a return to comedy. We will see a free speech culture. We will see the restoration of American values. I think what Elon Musk is doing here is... Fantastic. But you need to understand this, Elon. Jimmy Kimmel says he lost at least half of his fans by attacking Trump. And he does not care. And he laughs about it. These people will cut off their nose to spite their face. You will not appease them. They're willing to destroy their own careers for the sake of hate. Hatred. They just hate so much. Should have added Jimmy Kimmel to our mockery in our video, but maybe we'll do it for the next one. Maybe we'll put out another song, which will be somewhat similar, and we'll mock the fake comedy. We'll see. We have a bunch of songs that are coming out. They're not political because we don't want to just do that. We just want to make music. And we want to give a middle finger to the machine. So we also put out a press release on my Twitter. It's available, pinned to the top. And the press release itself, you know, we were talking to the team and I was like, are we really going to send this press release out to like the entirety of media, to all these organizations? The, the press release itself is, is telling them F you. Like the press release is an insult. I think it's hilarious. So we posted it. We're going to tell these people, you want to be lunatics? So be it. We'll keep doing our thing and we'll do it better than you. And eventually people are going to be like, guys, you don't have anything to offer me. If, if you work in Hollywood and music I'd like you to speak up and call these people out. The challenge, if you get fired, where do you go? That's the point in what we're building. It's not just creating culture. It's creating an industry so that you can be like, dude, if you're going to tell me what I can or can't say, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. So Jimmy Kimmel, he wants to attack Trump. I got no problem with that. None whatsoever. He lost half his fans by attacking Trump. You see, the issue is you're not an honest person, Jimmy. If you were honest, the Trump supporters would have no problem following you, even if you don't like Donald Trump. That's the truth about Trump supporters. The guys over at Patriots.Win, they insult me all day, but they watch my content when we have good guests and then they insult me. Why? Because for whatever reason, the right is willing to listen to people they don't like and the left isn't. So make your bed, lay in it. Let's see what Elon's got next. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. And I want to just stress, head over to LosingMyMind.com. I can't believe we actually got that URL. I i was surprised it was available. We got that one and LosingMyMind.net. And you can buy the song. There's a link in the description uh, for the song to purchase it. And uh, you can buy it on iTunes. If you buy it on iTunes, it actually, it's boosting us in the rankings because, uh, the, the rest of these purchases, we're not going to know until Billboard comes out with the info. And I think it won't be for like two weeks. So it's like from now until next Thursday, they calculate. Then the, the next Tuesday after that, I don't think they put out. I think it's the next Tuesday after that. I'm not sure. I think, I think we put the song out in August. I think, it's been, I think it's been like two months. Yeah. The other song was in August. So anyway... Check the song out, Genocide. Uh it's 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 you're gonna you're gonna love it. We have uh, you know, it's just funny. There you go. Look at that. Oh, there's Ian. So I'll leave it there. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Losingmymind.com and I'll see y'all at all all at four PM over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Well, he did it. uh, Elon Musk has terminated a large portion of the Twitter staff. The news is currently breaking, but it appears that the Twitter curation team has been completely eliminated, the entire team. These are the people they claim were tackling mis- and disinformation, and now they're gone, providing deeply important context. Also included in this are members of the moderation team. They're gone. Well, content moderation, I think, it's hard to know exactly what they're saying. They're saying over at Politico that some people on the moderation team are gone, but the curation team is also a moderation team and they're completely wiped out. So uh, it's happening, my friends. This is a special Friday live edition of the Tim Pool YouTube channel daily show, I guess. And uh, I got to say, when the news is breaking and too intense, I it's got we got to do it live. That's what we're doing. So feel free to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. We got a new song that just came out over at LosingMyMind.com. Link is is in the description below. We have all of your favorite media personalities dancing like puppets singing the song for us. But uh, I just put out a video on this on my uh, Timcast News channel, which is my other uh, uh, sort of like opinion monologuing channel. And then on on this channel, we typically do like uh, more straightforward news analysis, looking at polls and data and things like that. But the news is just too intense today with the Elon Musk termination of all of these staff. And after I recorded this video, we now have the emails themselves leaking. So this is probably the biggest story happening right now that will have a very serious impact on the election. And I'll tell you why. As much as this segment, this video is starting off about Elon Musk and Twitter, we have a really interesting story emerging where NBC News put out new details about Paul Pelosi in which in a video on TV. They say that when the police arrived, Paul politely greeted them and then walked back towards the assailant, who then all of a sudden hit him. They deleted the video and issued a correction saying it wasn't up to their standards. So maybe it's just they put out fake news. I wouldn't be surprised. But the reason I'm I'm saying these stories are are somewhat connected. Well, I wanted to talk about the Paul Pelosi thing and then go in deep into this story about what's what's going on. And we don't know a whole lot. The official narrative is that some guy broke in. But the story is getting stranger and stranger as the police and the media keep changing it. But this was the purpose of Twitter's curation team. The curation team would make sure this would not happen. And they would take that video and then put a big old label and be like, this is not true. It's completely fake news. Never happened. The weirdest thing about Twitter's curation team and their moderators is that I'd often see stories that said things like, the video of Donald Trump doing the backflip is fake. And I'd be like, yo, bro, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I read the news 24 seven. There would be stories in their what's happening tab and it would be like fact check. Donald Trump did not save a bag of puppies from a burning building. And I'd be like, dude, I didn't even see that video. Why are you sending this to me? It's because the goal is manipulation and propaganda and Elon Musk has absolutely terminated this group of people. So here's what I want to do for you, my friends. I want to show you the emails that got leaked. And uh, one says you're fired. One says you're safe. And then we'll talk about what's going on, because, you know, look, as as uh, uh, we're, we're uh, sitting here with this live stream rolling, my friends, we have new updates coming in from The Guardian. Twi- uh, um, former Twitter staff are tweeting about what's going on, and it's all happening in real time. And you gotta love it, don't you? So, my friends, don't forget to smash that like button right now if you haven't already. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And most importantly, let me just pull up very quickly this. Head over to LosingMyMind.com and take a listen to our new song, Genocide, Losing My Mind. We've got uh, good old Ian Crossland in there. We've got uh, Taylor Lorenz. We got Cuomo. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away too much, but the song's been up. It's got like 100 and something thousand hits already. We've got uh, somewhere in here. Here we go. Alex Jones hacks the broadcast, takes over. Check it out. You can buy the song on iTunes. We're already apparently number six in only a couple of hours and uh, quickly rising. So I'm, I'm really excited for this. The song itself entirely just mocks the establishment, the media, the liars, and we make them sing the words that criticize themselves. In verse three, we have Taylor Loren singing about how she's a liar. I'm really excited about that one. And the reason, uh, you know, I wanted to have her and a bunch of other people in it especially with this verse, is because she lied. She lied. She doxed libs of TikTok. That directly involved me. I was calling her out. And so it's kind of following up on that stuff. So again, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. All that good stuff. Here's what we got from The Guardian. Of course, I will be reading your super chats in this Friday Live segment, which uh, may become more frequent. But I got to be honest, it may also be just because we're entering the midterms. A bunch of crazy news is happening. But I want to make a point too. News breaks on Friday a lot. Why? It's where bad news goes to die. When, well, I'll say this: we put out a song on Friday because that's when Billboard begins tracking the analytics. So share the video if you really want to support us. Buy the song; they're tracking all this stuff. We uh, we're hoping, and we I, I think I think this song is going to do way better than only ever wanted. Simply because, well, it's a, it's a it's a bouncier song and all this stuff. We put that out on Friday for a different reason, but. As for the story about Elon Musk, he probably did these layoffs because many people don't want to work on Friday. So Friday releases are where news goes to die, which means may actually be um, conducive to a live version of of this show because you have such tremendous breaking news on Friday. So often they want stories to to die. Uh, And that being said, it it often is hard to source separate stories because what happens is The media will put out almost nothing because everyone's lazy and they're like, it's Friday, I want to go party. But then a big story will break or a press release will drop. So you have like one big story, but then nothing else. So, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, losingmymind.com, smash the like button, share the live stream right now wherever you can if you really want to help out. Here's the story. Let's go through a few of these and I want to read you the emails and then talk about fake news. And again, take your, uh, your super chats. Elon Musk reported to have fired Twitter curation team responsible for tackling misinformation. I love it, don't you? Here we go. This is great. 11.31 Eastern Daylight Time. Musk fires Twitter curation team tackling misinformation. There's as yet unverified speculation that Elon Musk has fired Twitter's curation team, which is responsible for countering misinformation posted to the social network. Now, this has been reported by several different outlets. So I think it's it's probably true. But I, I say probably because... Until Elon says something, you know, we don't have direct confirmation. The claim comes on Twitter, naturally, from Richie Assali, uh, a digital producer for the Toronto Star, who says he previously worked as a member of the curation team. Interesting, really? They had journalists with direct access to their platform. Look at that collusion. How about that? Assali says, team leads, management, and curators are all posting that they have been fired. The move, if true, will make Twitter noisier, more dangerous, and less interesting, he asserts. Wrong. Not true, my friends. These were the folks, the folks who tackled misinfo, contextualized conversations via the Explore page, and helped make Twitter an unmatched source for breaking news. This will make Twitter noisier, more dangerous, and less interesting. I disagree. Twitter's curation team ran a fake story about me for weeks and had no merit the story debunked itself, and for some reason, even though nobody cared, Twitter decided it was a relevant story. Why? Because these people are in cahoots. Over at Twitter, they're working not with the DHS, but with journalists to lie, cheat and steal and manipulate. Musk, in his tweet blaming activist groups for pressuring advertisers to withdraw from Twitter, causing a massive drop in revenue, insisted nothing has changed with content moderation. All right. Well, apparently there's an there's an update here. So let's refresh and see what we have. Uh, I guess that's it. OK, here we go. We So this is the pinned uh, tweet from uh, uh post from three hours ago. Civil liberties groups. Musk reneged on content moderation promises. Oh, heavens. Leaders of two civil liberties groups who sat with Elon Musk earlier this week say he has gone back on the commitments he made at the meeting. On a Friday call in which advocacy groups urged brands to pull advertising from Twitter in response to mass employee layoffs, Color of Change President Rashad Robinson and Free Press co-chief executive Jessica Gonzalez said they left their conversation with Musk believing he was was genuine in his commitment to be transparent about content moderation policy changes, as well as to keep election integrity policies in place. I will pause there and just point out Elon Musk tweeted today that he's losing uh, massive amounts of revenue. Because activists are attacking advertisers and they're pulling off the platform. They're going to say, but Robinson and Gonzalez both say his actions have betrayed his words. Specifically, Gonzalez said Musk assured the advocacy groups, including the Anti-Defamation League and National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, that, the responsi- that those responsible for election moderation would regain access to the proper tools by Friday. Gonzalez says today, today's Friday, and, instead of, and and instead a lot of these people are gone. So I don't have a lot of confidence that we can trust what he says. You know, I just I just want to say I don't care. Uh, I, I don't care what you think. Gonzalez from the free press, the free press. Yes, they advocated for banning Alex Jones. Why? What's a free press? Is a free press only approved voices get to speak? That's not a free press. So if like you came out and told me that you were a fireman. And you were wearing your gear. And I was like, oh, look, you know, I like firefighters. No, 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 no. I didn't say fire fighter. I'm a fireman. And then you like pull the lever on a hose and it sprays. It's a flamethrower. I'd be like, yeah, OK, I don't really care what you have to say about fighting fire. You are the opposite of what you claim to be. But you love to see it, don't you? Keep crying, everybody. Here we go. Let's get to these emails from the Daily Mail. Elon Musk's email that 3,700 Twitter employees did not want to receive just now. No Nonsense Billionaire fires half his staff, but promises to pay them until February as he hits out at woke activists for driving away advertisers. The funny thing is they filed a lawsuit and Elon Musk, I called this if you listen to my morning segments, Twitter employees file lawsuit claiming mass layoffs violate federal law requiring notice. No, they don't. It just requires that when he tells you you're fired, he pays you for at least 60 days. And here's the best part. You can't work, but you still have to abide by the company policies. I'm willing to bet a bunch of these people quit and say, "Okay, I'd rather just leave because there's probably NDAs and a bunch of other things you can't say or do so long as you're sitting in this uh, with these golden handcuffs. But anyway, so much for their lawsuit. They say, I love this. If you're a Twitter employee, email us. Chief Twit Elon Musk has fired off a blunt email to 3,700 Twitter workers telling them they're all fired, but will remain on payroll until at least January as he skirts California's tough worker laws. He's not skirting them. He's abiding by them. Isn't that insane? Here are the emails. Oh, we got them, ladies and gentlemen. We got the emails. You're fired. Hello. As shared earlier today, Twitter is conducting a workforce reduction to help improve the health of the company. These decisions are never easy. And it is with regret that we write to inform you that your role at Twitter has been impacted. Today is your last working day at the company. However, you will remain employed by Twitter and will receive compensation and benefits through your separation date of February 2nd, 2023. During this time, you will be on a non-working notice period and your access to Twitter systems will be deactivated. You see that? A non-working notice period. That's called abiding by the law. Interestingly, I think he only needs to give him 60 days, but he's giving him a little bit more than that. It goes on. While you are not expected to work during the non-working notice period, you are still required to comply with all company policies including the employee playbook and code of conduct. Within a week you will receive details of your severance offer, financial resources extending beyond your non-working notice period. At that time, you will also receive a separation agreement and release of claims and other offboarding. There you go, man. Well, here's the other email. You're safe. Ooh, here's the good one. Hello, Thank you for your patience through this transition and for your commitment to the important work you do at Twitter. We are sending this email to confirm that your employment is not impacted by today's workforce reduction. Throughout the last week, Elon has spent time with a number of employees, customers, partners, policymakers, and Twitter users. He's looking forward to communicating with everyone about his vision for the company soon. We know you likely have a number of questions, and we will have more information to share next week. In the meantime, Please note that until Monday, Birdhouse is temporarily offline. Our office buildings are temporarily closed, and all badge access is temporarily suspended. Offices will reopen on Monday, November 7th. There, there's no curation team. Quick, say naughty words. That's what I tweeted, and then I said groomer, and you can't do anything. I, I don't know. Like, they got rid of their curation and moderation team. It's actually really bad. It, it's really. Let, let me finish this email, and then I'll explain. They say, thank you for the offices will reopen on Monday, November 7th. Thank you for continuing to demonstrate respect for impacted colleagues as we navigate these changes. As a reminder, we expect you to continue to comply with company, uh, company police, company policy by refraining from discussing confidential company information on social media with the press or elsewhere. We look forward to working with you on Twitter's exciting future. Until Monday, it is kind of bad that they got rid of the moderation team, the curation or whatever this is, moderation employees in the curation team. And the reason is you may get suspended automatically by the algorithm, and there's no one there to solve that problem. I suppose if you're high profile enough and you get suspended automatically, you can uh, DM somebody or text someone famous who can then scream at Elon Musk, who will then unban you. But I don't think Elon is going to be sitting in the offices all weekend. And apparently the offices are closed. So I don't know who's going to be there at all. And we've seen algorithmic suspensions. so kind of worrying, to be completely honest. Now, uh, all in all, I think this is overwhelmingly just really great news and I'm excited to see it. So uh, awesome. You know, it is what it is. It's good news as good news as good news can get. So there you go. Getting rid of a lot of these woke people and restructuring Twitter is probably an important thing. I'd um, I'd have to wonder if Elon Musk in doing this had a kind of like political review of staff or some kind of psych review I wonder is he just firing people at random is it, it not random but like redundancies like okay we don't want con- content curation we don't want moderation we'll get rid of all that stuff that's my question if he didn't if 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 he didn't actually review these employees and know who they are and what they believe then He's going to have a bunch of woke lunatics working at Twitter, and it's only going to it's going to be the same thing. In fact, as soon as people come back on Monday, these, these people who are there, you're still going to see sabotage unless he, like I don't think half the employees were woke and half weren't. I think the reality is it's a mixed bag and he's probably just terminating redundancies and cutting costs. Come Monday, he's going to open the door and you are going to see people who come in. And there you go. Now, it's really interesting news on a Friday. I wonder if he waited, waited till Friday on purpose because it's where news goes to die. And I wonder how this will impact midterms. I think it might. I made a donation to a Republican um, because I saw an ad on Facebook. Full disclosure, it was uh, Carolyn Levitt. I, saw, I, got an, I got an ad served on Facebook while I was scrolling through my memes. And uh, I saw that her race actually became, um, I guess, less competitive. She's, she, it's, it, it's New Hampshire's first district, leading Republican. And I looked at the issues and I said, I agree, you know, free speech, Second Amendment, all that good stuff. Oh, whatever. And I clicked donate. I thought about it for a second because I was like, look, there's like one weekday before election day. Is it really going to help to send money, right? Yeah, you know, honestly, it is. That, that Monday and that Tuesday, those are big, big days. On Monday, if information is silent or if information it goes out and people wake up to what's going on, it could change things. So there's some big news in that regard. Stephen Colbert actually apologized to that dude in Dearborn, Michigan. Did you, did you hear about this one? Colbert goes on his show and he claims that this dude doesn't exist. Tudor Dixon debating Gretchen Whitmer says there's a guy from Dearborn. He said, I don't like the explicit material in school's library. Democrats wouldn't do anything for me. So here's what I go and do. Well, Colbert goes on his show and says it's not true. It didn't happen, but it did happen. It it, it did. He was forced to apologize. Now, that information matters, especially right now. It's very, very bad for Colbert to have to go on his show and say, oh, okay, there really was a guy who was mad about explicit books being given to children. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen when it's two million, you know, a uh, person audience hears that they're going to be like, R- re- really? They're actually doing that? I thought that was fake news. Whoa, go bear at this. You an apology. It matters. So here's what I'm thinking. I see this uh, young Republican woman and she's running and it's starting to look favorable. And I'm like, all right, I'll make a donation, I guess. I don't know the website. You click the button and I was and that was it. And I hope hopefully she puts it towards something good. So that come Monday, there's that big push with Elon Musk firing this the, the staff. And there being no curation team all weekend right before the midterms. Yo, this means that if a major story like a Hunter Biden laptop drops right before Election Day, ain't nobody going to be there to do anything about it. No manipulation, no meddling. Whoa. And we and we may actually have a story just like this coming up in a tweet from Benny Johnson. He says, Paul Pelosi opened the door for cops, did not flee or declare emergency, walked back to the attacker in the house, then was attacked. What? Uh Uh-huh. He then says, the Today Show has now deleted this clip and NBC News has scrubbed it from their website because it did not meet their reporting standards. What's going on? Let me tell you, Benny and the Blaze and everybody who's posting this, they may have just been wrong. Wrong. Here's the question. If the story is bunk and they're lying, then they're putting out false information, right? Well, it's the same news organization putting out information. Something is fishy here, I'll put it that way. Their reporting on this keeps changing. All right, here we go. Let's 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 play this part so you can see exactly what was said. Okay, is it not going to play now? Perhaps it won't. Let's do this.
2: When go. officers arrived here at in the Pelosi residence, now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer, toward the assailant, and away from police. It it's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendants smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David Depap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home, where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home.
0: Something doesn't add up in this story, but first, Why I think the story is relevant to everything we're talking about. Today's show deleted the video, so we don't know for sure exactly why they reported it. Maybe they had bad information and the reporter did a bad job. It's possible. If there was a moderation team at Twitter, they would be labeling this fake news. You would they would disable retweets, quote tweets, shares, all of that stuff. And they would say misleading. This is fake news. It's happened already. Jesse Kelly tweeted about counting votes after Election Day. And Twitter locked it. Yeah, his opinion hes allowed to have it. Well, these people are gone and good riddance. So now we have a story like this, which will be unfettered and will spread around. And they nothing they can do about it because Elon's closed the office and shut it all down. I have to wonder if that was on purpose. Did Elon Musk plan this? Come on, Elon gets control of Twitter and then shuts down their curation team and misinformation team right before the midterm election. I find that very, very interesting. But let's talk about what happened here with Paul Pelosi. Let's bring it up because it matters. So they're saying in this story, which, again, they've deleted, they've retracted. that Paul Pelosi greeted the officers at the door. Initially, with this story, they, the cops said that an unknown person opened the door for him. Then they see Paul Pelosi and this dude, uh, DePap, and they're, they're each holding a hammer. And, they're, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, rips away and then hits him in the head with it. Now the story is Paul Pelosi opened the door and then walked the cops over to DePap. So they weren't struggling over the hammer. Or he walked back over. Something doesn't add up. One individual tweeted, Maybe DePap didn't realize he was being set up by Paul Pelosi. Paul had secretly called the police. He said he was friends with him. It was very strange. And then when the cops showed up, he was like, right here. And then DePap realized what was happening and lashed out. Some have suggested maybe Paul Pelosi was trying not to alert the lunatic. But uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. If this report was true, that means Paul Pelosi opened the door for police and was safely by them and could have walked out of his house and said, police, please help. That man's crazy. But he didn't. He walked back over to the guy. Why? Something doesn't make sense. And that may mean NBC News just published fake news. Well, there you go. Which one, uh, which one do you think is, is, is more factual? That NBC's published fake news or that they accidentally revealed details which expose their previous fake news? Either way they published fake news. Now, I can certainly understand it is a problem if there is bad information getting around, but I have no problem with Benny Johnson or the blaze or anyone highlighting a video report and saying, let's ask questions about this. They've retracted it. Me telling you they reported it and also confirming the detail that the story was retracted. Now it's up to you to decide what you think really happened. It's not up to me to not show you the video and outright just be like it was debunked. Well, because NBC said it was okay. If if, if you're going to rely on a news organization deleting a video and say it's fact or, or the story was fake, evidenced by their deletion of it, why couldn't you simply then say the story is true based on their publishing of it? That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You see, if we're going to say that we trust NBC, then in which direction do we trust them? The initial reporting or the retraction? You can argue the retraction, I guess. I could also report that they were threatened with a lawsuit. Or I should say I can, I can opine upon the possibility that NBC publishes this story and then the Pelosi send a season's seasoned assist saying it is a false statement of fact that Paul answered that door. And NBC says, we were told this by the cops, but that's not good enough and we don't want to get sued, so take it down. I mean, the Pelosi's have hundreds of millions of dollars. But anyway, I digress. Here we are, my friends, sitting on the precipice. Of a tremendous midterm election. Elon Musk has basically just put a stake in the heart of the vampire. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Trump was right about everything is trending. Fascists trending. The latest updates on the war in Ukraine, Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico announced they're married. Okay. Voters look ahead to the upcoming 2022 midterm elections. If he got rid of that team and everyone's locked out. Yo, what's going on? This should be interesting. When it was announced that Elon Musk was buying the platform previously, something interesting happened. The What's Happening uh, tab for me turned into skateboarding. It's really weird. It's weird because I skateboard, and it's weird because I don't follow skateboarding on Twitter. But it looked like something happened. So I have to wonder what is really going on behind the scenes at Twitter? Well, I suppose we could only sit back, wait, and see. So, In the meantime, we are uh, uh, a few days away from the midterms we got today. We got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday is election day. So please tell your friends and family, tell people to come vote. It's just the most important thing. I'll make a few important points to the doubters. I will say for those that don't have faith in the system. I hear you. I had absolutely no faith in the system. And then Donald Trump won. And then I started laughing and I was like, seriously? This guy won? Okay, wow. Yeah, if people went out and voted, there'd be big changes. They did jam up Trump's first term, but Trump was able to get in three Supreme Court justices who then went on to overturn Roe v. Wade. Elections have consequences. Now, as much as we know politics is dirty and they play dirty games and there's shadow campaigns, that's what Time Magazine said, whatever they mean by that's what the article was called, voting, it may not be the fastest, but it certainly has an impact and you will not reverse 100 years of change overnight. So what does that mean? As much as politics is dirty and there's weird things going on, get your friends, go and vote because you could have another Donald Trump moment where you get in a true outsider who then actually starts fighting with the establishment and making changes. You're going to get everything you want. You never will. I'd love to see libertarians win, man. I'm a big fan of the Mises caucus. We agree on so much. But I'm going to be real. Come on. I don't see them winning. And here's the reality. While the libertarians do have some overlap with Republicans like Second Amendment and things like that, they disagree on a lot of things. There's no guarantee they're going to vote for Republicans. But right now, the MAGA Republicans, They have a lot in common with Libertarians, particularly the Mises Caucus guys. It's It's not identical, you know, but there's more overlap than we've seen before. That's probably why we saw the Libertarian candidate in Arizona drop out to endorse Masters. Because they're saying, we want the cause of liberty to win. We don't want to be a spoiler. So I'll tell you, you cannot tell a Libertarian to vote for Republicans. That makes no sense. If you're a Libertarian, you're a Libertarian. But some libertarians, they look at their options and say, "Eh, I'm probably going to vote for the MAGA Republican because you take a look at New Hampshire with the Free State Project, and what do you get? I mean, these libertarians are running as Republicans. That means you may actually be voting for a libertarian, maybe someone like Thomas Massey. So with that being said, don't forget to check out losingmymind.com, our latest music video. It's a whole lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. And uh, if you guys buy the song, you can help us hit the charts. I I'm, uh, I think we're going to do way better with this song than we did with Only Ever Wanted. Only Ever Wanted hit number two in, in, in sales. It was like number 26, 22, 16 or whatever across like alternative and rock charts. This song within two hours was in the top 10 on iTunes. And it's currently number six. It may have changed because people are buying it. So I think... I'll tell you, right now we got 17,000 people watching this impromptu live stream. You guys, I really do appreciate you're here. If every single one of you spent 69 cents to buy the song on iTunes, we would displace Taylor Swift. I can't tell you that. In fact, I think the number may actually be like 3,000 sales right now. If if 3,000 songs sell on iTunes, Timcast Genocide, I'm pretty sure that puts us above Taylor Swift. That would be really, really great, especially considering they're saying that she's like the top. She has the entire top 10 on Billboard Hot 100. Granted, she has like 100 million streams. We're not going to beat that, but at least in sales, maybe. If uh, even a small portion, about 15 to 20 percent of the people watching right now uh, bought the song, 69 cents. Um, we'll re- we'll, here's what we'll do. We'll release a song only available and it'll be uh, uh, for purchase at uh, four uh, four hundred and twenty dollars and sixty nine cents. That'll be like our million dollar album, like Wu Tang did. No, I'm kidding. We wouldn't do that. Uh, or no, how about we do this? We'll release an album, just one single signed album, for that much, because it'll be funny. All right, everybody, let's read some super chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Thanks for hanging out Friday, doing this uh, special stream. I'll read what you guys have in the super chats. We'll just uh, we'll read a little bit. Raymond G. Stanley Jr., yo, what up, man? Appreciate the super chats all the time. It says, smash the Friday live button. Tim, it makes sense that Alex Jones broke us free from controlled reality. Elon, now it's your turn. Killer song, too. Hey, really appreciate it. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a, a song with the, you know Elon and the takeover or something. I think the next song we're putting out is not going to be political. Uh, this song we have, it's overtly political. It's basically about everything that's happening. So the lyrics are basically about lockdowns, government mandates, War, how the media lies and tries to control you and everything like that. Michael Tuft says the new song is great. Really do appreciate it. Let's uh, let's see. What we got Coyle says, Tim, please check out Peter Zahan. He was on Trigonometry in June. He is an expert in demographics and deglobalization. Would love to see him on IRL and see you push him on some of his points. Sounds good. We'll uh, take a look. Phil W says Don Bolduck was not assaulted. Are you going to cover this? We're actively researching it right now. So our newsroom is looking into it, and I don't have enough information. There's a video going around showing Don Bolduck walking out, waving his hands. and There's a crowd of people. He then runs forward, and you see two guys run up to him on his left side. He then points at one of the guys. The cops come in, push him aside, and one of the guys gets arrested. The initial statement that's the statements that are coming out, Bolduck says that someone tried to punch him before, uh, before the debate. That's what's been reported. And the video that comes out shows this guy did not try to punch him. However, some are saying that that video isn't the full context. So I don't know for sure. I can't really. I try to be careful on this stuff. All I saw so far was a video of a guy running out, a guy running up to him, two guys, and then him pointing. So I I can't really say much about it, can I? This is why when it came to the Covington Catholic kids, we got the story right. I didn't just come out and be like, whoa, look at this video. The video shows this kid up in this guy's face. I said, show me what happened before this. Show me the interactions they've had. Now, maybe there weren't any. I just don't know. So that being said, a lot of people are screaming that that it never happened. For all I know, it never happened. You know, that's all I can say. For all I know, before the debate, Bolduc was walking around and this guy got in his face and tried shoving him or something or maybe took a swing at him. And then Bolduc backed off and said, get out of here, get him out of here. But there are no cops around. For all I know, after the debate, he walks out waving his hands at everybody because he seems to be leaving the building. And then it's like, that's the guy. That's the guy. And the cops grab him. I don't know. I'm not accusing anybody of, of doing anything. You, you, Basically, you've got people saying Bolduc lied about being assaulted. And then you have people saying this guy tried to assault Bolduc. Who's lying, bro? I got to investigate. But we'll see. I mean, that's the best I can do, right? Let's see what we got. Sir Neof Strife says, Tim, since you've been really getting into Civil War, the, uh, there is a podcast called Civil War 1861-1865. Rich and Tracy do a good job explaining events leading up to the Civil War. They also do a good job events through the war. Very, very cool. We'll definitely check it out. We've got a long drive. We're going to we're, we're going on a little trip uh, tomorrow. I think, uh, what was it, Civil War 1861. We will play that on the way. I'm, su- I, I'm super fascinated by the Civil War stuff. I've been to John Brown's raid headquarters, very close to where we're at. And you can read all the little signs. So it's really, really interesting stuff. Let's see what we got. More people are asking for to cover the Don Bolduck story. Let me just put it this way if he faked it, we got our we got our like it's our newsroom is on it. They're looking at other stories, they're looking at videos, and we'll try to to the best of our abilities to figure out what happened. I don't want to come out and accuse anybody of lying. And I once someone's lying here, right? We gotta figure it out. Or someone's wrong. Someone's wrong. That's another important point. If people are putting out a video and you don't see him take a swing, it doesn't mean it's the only video. All right. Henry Back to Play says, Tim, brilliant. Love the new tune. Nicely, uh, nicely done, dude. Really appreciate it. Daniel Corner says, any chance for a making of video for the new song? Video looks awesome. Let me tell you, my friends, it took us, oh man, about one hour to film that video. <laughs> That's it. And then Kent, who is the video producer, started doing all of the heavy lifting. And that took him uh, um, maybe like four or five days. So uh, maybe, maybe a week. He started working on the video before we filmed anything because we knew what we wanted. We wanted news style with uh, the lyrics in the chirons, the lower thirds. And so he started pulling that footage and putting the video together without any AI singing or us in it. Then a few days later, Wombo, it's this app, Wombo.ai, where you can put someone's face in it and make them sing any song. I don't know when, it may be now, the, the the third verse that says we're shadows in the current enterprise of institutions made to control your lives inside breeding and concocting all the lies that we use to control your minds. That verse will be on the app and you will be able to take any one of your favorite smear merchants, load their face into it and make them say those words. The app is Wombo.ai. We hit them up and said, hey, can you can you make these these pictures sing for us? And they said, yes. <clears throat> we tried other deep fake techno- techniques. It didn't work as well as their technology. We tried doing standard deep faking where you have someone sing, then you you run it through an app that puts someone else's face on their body. Then you've got to take the head off the body and put on a different body. It didn't really work out. We tried. Wombos was uh, not, it, it's, we were happy with what it was. The, the AI singing isn't perfect, and we wanted that to be the case. Because we really do want to make sure people realize we're making fun of them and making them AI sing. And uh, it was actually possible to make it with like a more expensive, higher-end server system. Really crazy. But full disclosure, Wombo was really the best we could do. We tried to do other defakes, and it really just didn't work. It did look more realistic, but it was a lot harder to pull off to get the backgrounds right and everything like that. So ultimately, we just said, we're not going to do it. You know, uh, w- Wombo was just substantially better, and we we're really excited that they were able to get us uh, uh, to-, to help us with this one. And I appreciate all the people pointing out the Tucker Tucker face that I was doing when- in-, in the in the third verse there. Crazy Savior says, "Can't wait to re w- can't wait to rewatch Genocide on Mushrooms. Going to be wild. Ian's bit is hilarious. Well done, sir. My favorite part of is the end with Ian. Yeah." Is Ian, the ending with Ian, I thought was really, really great. I don't want to give away too much, but definitely check out the song. All right, let's see. Nemeton says they didn't retract it, Tim. They deleted it. Also, they were directly quoting the police report. Fair point. Unless they come out and say that uh, uh, these details are incorrect or otherwise, it's not a retraction. It's just a deletion. They did issue a statement saying it didn't meet their standards. But unless they say we were wrong, hey, you know, that's important. LaSalle says, this has been a crazy Friday, Tim. Looking forward to the show tonight. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Ashton DeRose says, Tiffany Cross, the race hustler from MSNBC, was fired today. And she was the one who said we were in a civil war. How about that? Ryan the Eating Warrior says, genocide by Timcast is currently number six. And fighter by Tom McDonald at number seven. Yo, get it, Tom? Super excited. People were like, why are you putting out a song the same day as Tom McDonald? And I'm like... Well, Tom does his thing; I do mine. It's not like we like called each other and said, "Hey, don't release a song when I'm putting a song out." Yo, shout out Tom McDonald. I'm a big fan. His songs are amazing. Super cool that uh, my friends, you can listen to and purchase both songs. This may this may be surprising. Uh, I don't know. I'd assume Tom is selling a song for a, for ninety nine cents. We're selling our song for sixty nine cents because um, we want sales. We want the song to exist in more places. We want you to have a license. I think it's like that's how it works. You get like a license. You you own that digital version. We want people to have that. That is more valuable than the thirty cents. So buy the song. It's great. Buy have have it. And uh, I will stress this again, my friends. With seventeen thousand people watching this, you know, impromptu Friday night stream. If three thousand people listening just right now went on iTunes bought the song for 69 cents, we would beat Taylor Swift. That would be really awesome. All right, what do we got? Noah Calvert says, new song is the first red pill my family has been able to swallow. Keep them coming. Cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly politically neutral, to be honest. Nick Yellman says, love the song, Tim. If you're doing something that will make the woke media mad, you're right over target, sort of like what DeSantis says. It's kind of like how the GTA franchise is super profitable. Uh, My friends, go to my Twitter profile, TimCast, and look at my pinned tweet. And please read. You know what? No, I'm going to do it right now. I'm I'm, going to do it. I'm going to read the the, uh, press release we put out. I want you to see the press release. So I'm going to read it. All right. It's kind of hard to see. Maybe I can make it a little smaller. Nope. Apparently you can't. Here's the press release for the new song. New single from Tim Pool and Trash House Records applauds Taylor Lorenz, Chris Cuomo for journalistic integrity. Genocide, Losing My Mind is the second musical collaboration from podcaster Tim Pool and former offspring drummer Pete Parada. Podcaster Tim Pool and Trash House Records, that's what we're calling the label because TimCast music and TimCast records clashed and people kept complaining and I was like, okay, okay, well, we'll come up with something else. And so I was like, guys, can we come up with a new name for something? Like, I don't know, like Trash House or something like that. And then everyone just went, yeah, okay, Trash House is cool. And I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess. There you go. The newest single, Genocide Losing My Mind, was released today, pays tribute to the brave journalistic practices of a number of honorable reporters, including Taylor Lorenz and Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. Watch the video here. Tim Pool, CEO of Timcast Media Group and host of Timcast IRL, said journalists today provide an invaluable service to humanity and protect democracy from fascists and anti-vaxxers. Genocide is written and performed by Tim Poole, arranged, recorded, produced, and mixed and matched by Carter Banks, drums by Pete Parada, background vocals by Ian Crossland, additional instrumentation by Carter Banks. Quote, our goal was to highlight just how important the national media is in rallying support for foreign intervention and safety lockdowns. If it wasn't for these great heroes of national media, we would have never liberated Iraq and Afghanistan and untold millions could have died without support for strict lockdowns. Libya today is a shining example of the great work our national media does to ensure peace and prosperity around the world. Poole added, if the fascists had their way, people would have visited their loved ones as they were dying in hospitals, making the pandemic much, much worse. In case you didn't realize, this uh, press release was actually intended to insult the members of the press who received it. So I tweeted it out. There you go. We have fun here over at TimCast. So uh, there you go, my friends. That's the press release. Thank you all uh, for the support. Uh, Spicy Italian says, Been listening to Genocide on repeat almost all day at work so far. Watched the video during my lunch break and you guys killed it. Really do appreciate it, man. And I'll be honest with you guys. uh, I published a couple songs. Will of the People. I dig it. I wrote it. It's a song I like. Uh, only Ever Wanted, wrote it. I like it, but I got to be honest. I like listening to, I like Metric, uh, Lady Tron. Man, Ladytron is just so good. I'm a big fan of Ladytron, Tron. And, uh, you know, Muse is older stuff. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Fantagram. I like listening to those bands. I, I don't really listen to my own music, but this song we put out is actually one of, the, one of the first songs that I've ever completed where I'm like, I actually put it in my playlist and like listening to my own song. Like, I think the other songs are good. Will of the People did really well. Both songs charted. But uh, this song, I actually have just, I really do like. And I'm really proud of. So I really do appreciate everybody. I'm going to wrap it up here. Smash that uh, smash that like button if you haven't already. Third Eye Sag says, Tim, I think your music is more impactful than IRL. I think it hits more people, of uh, more of the regular people. I have friends that never heard of you. That now bought your tunes. That is awesome. I really do appreciate it. We're doing a really big marketing push. We've got some some stuff behind the scenes. We're only getting started. It is Friday. Next week is when we really kick things into high gear. The election on the 8th is going to be a big live party. You're going to love it. I think this song will do well, really, really well. So with your support, if y'all go on iTunes and buy the song, we will beat Taylor Swift. We need like 2,500 sales right now. If uh, for $0.69, cents, and that puts us above Taylor Swift. Would be super cool. Now, to be to be honest, though, you you have to sustain that level of sales. So it's like, maybe there's one big boost where we beat Taylor Swift for like three hours and then she takes back over. So it is what it is. But anyway, my friends, thanks for hanging out. We're going to have uh, Timcast IRL live up at 8 p.m. tonight. It's going to be really fun. So we'll see you all there. And, uh, well, simply put,